0: Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. And follow me. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Well, dear Saints, what would you consider the value of life? Now, I suppose that might depend on the context in which this question is being asked. If I was to supposedly take off one hat of a pastor and step over into one of my other vocations as an insurance salesman and ask that same question, what the value of life is, well, then I would value it as the sum of your net worth. Your assets, your liabilities, financially measure That value and the cost of providing for your loved ones without any other commitments. Therefore, the price of life, well, it will actually vary depending on on the individual. For example, if you are a child or maybe a young adult, you shouldn't have very many financial commitments. Therefore, you wouldn't need very much insurance coverage. But if you're middle-aged with mortgages and vehicle loans, spouse, children, then your life insurance coverage needs to account for those that are dependent on you. Plus, well, maybe then a generous amount so that a family could live comfortably without any need of taking on further debt, without Your income. Yet. If you are even later on in life and no longer have any of these financial commitments or family to support. Then your need for insurance. Well, it may reduce again. So. What the value is of your life, according to an insurance salesman. Well, it is the calculated cost of your liabilities and your perceived needs to cover any such loss of life. But what if a young parent dies in an accident? What is the value of life then? How is it measured at that point? Well, this family, they may receive a payment from a life insurance company, yes, but no matter how much money they receive, it never makes up for that loss of life, that loss of a parent, that loss of a spouse. The same could be said for maybe the loss of a child or a near and dear friend. You see, the price of life in this case, well, It can't be calculated, financially anyway. Money, property, or anything else, well, it's useless. And it's empty of the comfort and the meaning that we need for that life. You guys remember the great Beatles anthem? Money can't buy me love. But it also can't buy a life or replace a life. And isn't it strange that at a time of death, the value of life is suddenly apparent to us. At that time of death, family is what is important. Relationships are what is important. People are what is important. A lifetime after chasing for money, property, success, and prosperity. Well, it's suddenly put into perspective for us. None of these things really seem to matter anymore. When a life is lost. Any time spent chasing after these things. Yes, things. Well, it can be seen as time wasted. And what about those cases when a life is cut short. Cases of tragic accidents, murder, medical mishaps. In that case, what is the value of life? It will often change again, and it, maybe it does become possible for us to calculate the price of this life, but in a different way. The price of life, well, it becomes justice. It becomes revenge. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, and a life for a life. If someone hurts us, then we want to hurt them back. And maybe with interest paid on that. If someone takes away a loved one, then we want them to receive that same punishment or worse, if possible. But even if we were to have someone receive every punishment that we could wish upon them. Would that really make things any better? Would revenge, justice bring our loved ones back? Would revenge and justice be payment enough for the loss of a loved one's life? We often discover that even with revenge, the value of life, well, it can't be measured. It's priceless. So even though the cost of life in regards to insurance, it's often calculated financially. And the price of life when someone has been taken away from us by someone else or something else And it can be measured with justice or revenge, the value of life cannot be calculated. And knowing this, that the value of your life cannot be estimated or valued by earthly measurements, then I ask you, how much then would your eternal life be worth? If we struggle to put a value on this life, how on earth will we calculate that price of eternal life? If at the time of death you suddenly realize that all things on earth are almost worthless when compared to the life of our loved ones, then how much more are we willing to pay or give up to ensure that we will receive eternal life? With our Christ in faith in his kingdom. You see, your eternal life is also beyond measure. Even if you were to give up everything that you have, it wouldn't be enough. Nothing you say, nothing you think, nothing you do will pay for or measure the value of eternal life. Even if you gave up everything that you have, it still wouldn't be enough. The value for your life, especially your eternal life, well, it's too high. It's too high to pay, at least for you. But the value of your life, even your eternal life, it has been measured. And the cost The cost of that life is the suffering, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ alone. That is how much your life is worth. It's a price that you can't pay by yourself. Yet Jesus has willingly paid it in full, no balance due. The suffering and death of God's own beloved son is your value for life. And it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem to suffer many things, to die and to rise again so that your relationship with God would be restored, reconciled. It was necessary. And he did these things because this is the price of your life and the price for his justice. Yet what many people still misunderstand is that even though Jesus has paid the full price for their lives, there is still a cost involved for us. You see the cost is your obedience. You don't think that price that you pay is in your obedience and actually contributes or makes up for the suffering the death of Jesus. No, or that you do actually earn or merit favor before God. No. Jesus has paid that full price for your eternal life. There is nothing more to pay. Your obedience doesn't pay for your life or the lives of others in any way, shape or form. But there is is a danger that you can exchange this undeserving gift of life for other worldly things through your disobedience, your denial. For example, if you try to deny Jesus and what he has done for you by living according to this world's thinking, then you will forfeit your eternal life. You can't gain eternal life by your obedience, but you can lose it. You can lose it by your disobedience because your disobedience shows your rejection of Christ and the life, that price that he paid for you. You can live as if worldly things are more important and more invaluable for you. Or you can live as if Your eternal life is everything and is more important or more valuable. But there's no in between. If you lose your life for Jesus' sake, if you submit and you follow him, you deny the deceptive advice of this world, and you follow God's guiding word, and you obey his instructions for your life, then you will enjoy many blessings, many blessings of eternal life in his kingdom. And since the payment of your life involved sacrifice and a cross, well, then your own life of following Jesus also involves a cross. You see, the crosses you bear as you follow Jesus are the crosses of sacrifice and suffering on account of your following Jesus, of being cross centered. Paul's letter to the Romans gives us an example of what this means. He says, Hate what is evil. Hold on to what is good. Be patient in your troubles. Pray at all times. Share your belongings with needy believers. Open your homes to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Weep with those who weep. And don't be proud, but accept humble duties. Don't pay back wrong for wrong. And don't take revenge. And so on following jesus into eternal life well it's not easy nor is it glorious and it often means living in a way that is different from others that are living around you it means being obedient to god's word even if you don't fully understand the reason for his instructions It means giving up precious time on this earth to listen to Jesus speak to you. It means giving up your need to satisfy yourselves with money, possessions, prosperity, or any other wants. It means giving up living the way that you want to for your own pleasure and trying to live in Jesus's way by his will in a way of service and sacrifice. Following Jesus also means that you will be persecuted and insulted for living according to Jesus' way and not the way of this world. You see, we won't always fit in. This world, it will try to set agendas of what is acceptable and right, but it will not be the same of what Jesus says for us. The people of this world will continue to gain a name or a profit for themselves, but you will live unselfishly and in humbleness as you disciple and follow Jesus. You must obey God and not this world, After all, the things of this world will not last and will actually lead you away from Jesus and the life that he has gained for you. So what is the value of your life? Well, it is the suffering and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The price for your life has been measured and paid in full even though you do not measure up, Jesus willingly allowed himself to suffer and die for you. Jesus paid the price of your disobedience by his obedience. He remained sinless to save those who are sinful. And in other words, he suffered and died for you. Your Saints, your own journey as you disciple and follow Jesus, it will involve suffering and dying to your own selfish desires. That is what taking up your cross means. It is not something that is prescribed or added to your to-do list. It is the dying of one'self. Allowing the old Adam in us to be put on that cross. The same cross where the Messiah took on the sins of the world for you. A death joined to in his death that leads to eternal life with Jesus Christ alone. To all whom know and obey and submit to the cross in faith. And may that bring you peace. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding may keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus alone in his cross. Amen.